Hello, we are Sounds from the Shadows. My name is Emily Collins. I'm Orla Devlin. And I'm Grania Holmes Blumenthal. Yes, we are here. We are the Shadow Girls. We get together, we talk about fairy tales, folklore. The girls are dancing in the background. (laughs) We talk about fairy tales, folklore, weird stories and storytelling. This is the second part of our Resurrections episode. Mm. We are resurrecting the topic. Whoa! Sorry. Yeah, I have one joke and I'm going to repeatedly make it. Yes. We're a comedy podcast now. Yeah, we're a very bad comedy podcast. Uh, so we're going to get straight to it. Ah. And Gronia is going to tell us a story about Mary's child. Oh God, I'm so nervous. It's just because I only I only read it recently and it's wild, so I hope I do it justice. Mm, I haven't heard this at all, so I'm ready so if, for the wild ride. I hope there's lots of gas. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, I just dive right in. Dive right in. So, Mary's Child by the Grimm Brothers. Ooh, cool. So, there once was a woodcutter and his wife. And they were very poor. Just were not making any money. And then one day, the wife had a child. And they were getting by, just made enough money to get through to the next day. But then when the girl turned three, at this point, they just were not making any money at all. They could not even afford bread. And one day, full of sorrow and worry for their future, the father went out into the woods and just started cutting wood, just like to kind of occupy his mind, like not think about all his struggles. And then suddenly, there's a flash in front of him. Lots of... great big ball of fire and then suddenly it looked like stars like it was the most beautiful thing he'd ever seen and through this walked a figure and she said hello i am the virgin mary (laughs) mother of baby jesus way to introduce yourself (laughs) (laughs) you are poor and needy bring your child to me i will take her with me and be her mother and care for her and the father he thought to himself he would rather that one person be happy rather than three people be miserable. So he agreed to this. He went home, grabbed his little daughter, went back to the Virgin Mary, handed her over, and in the, in the blink of an eye, she was gone. And then the little girl was brought up to heaven. And then she oh. grew up in heaven and became a beautiful young lady. And she loved heaven. All she knew was heaven. And like she would run in the clouds and play with all the little angels. And everything was great. And she was so happy. She thought everything was wonderful. And then one day, the Virgin Mary said, I have to head off and complete a task. I have to go down to earth. So I'm going to give you these 13 keys. Now, you may open the 12 doors. But whatever you do, do not open the 13th door. And the girl agreed to this. She said, I will do I will do that. I will look at the 12 doors, but I will not open the 13th door. And with that, the Virgin Mary headed off to earth and the little girl ran to the first door and she shoved the key in, opened it and swung the door open and there behind it was one of the 12 apostles. Unreal. Unreal. (laughs) (laughs) And then she did this with the second door and the third door and she opened every single one and by the 12th door, she'd seen all 12 apostles and she was like, this is great. And she was talking to the angels like, oh, isn't this great, lad? Look look at these apostles. And they were like, yeah, man, cool. (laughs) And then... <laughs> Great bunch of lads. <laughs> the apostles. And so the girl, she started to think to herself, like, what could be behind the 13th door? Like, why am I not allowed to look behind it? And I know Mary said I shouldn't, but I, I, I've got to know. I need to know what's behind that 13th door. And the angels were like, no, no, don't do that. Like, do Mary don't said, do, do not open the 13th door. And you promised her you would not open the door. And the girl said, okay, I'll, I'll keep my promise. And then night came and all the angels went to bed. 
in their little cloudy bed. Because <laughs> <laughs> angels, angels need their beauty sleep. <laughs> they went to bed and the girl couldn't sleep. She just, I needed, I need to know what's behind that door. And so she got up and went to the 13th door, put the key in and just opened it a crack because oh. just a crack, just no one would notice. And she could see behind the door was the Trinity. Ooh. Ooh. And she was spellbound. Oh, wait, for anyone who doesn't Wait. know what the Trinity is. Oh, sorry. I don't know. I should it's probably Google Father, it. It's the Father, the Son, and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. The Holy Trinity. The big mystery no one's ever yeah. quite worked They out. are one, but they are separate. That's, they are separate, that's it. but they are one. I apologise for not clarifying. Because I, whenever I hear the Trinity, I always think of the Legend of Zelda. <laughs> I know it's not, but the trifle. It's but wisdom, it's strength, and the other one. <laughs> anyway. Story. So, she sees the Trinity. And she is spellbound and she just wants to grab it. So she reaches in her little pinky finger between the crack in the door and she feels what feels like electricity just run through her arm. She pulls her finger back out. She saw that her finger was covered in solid gold and she used water. She rubbed as hard as she could, but no matter what she did, the gold would not come off. And she knew that if Mary sees the gold on her finger, that she will know that she opened the 13th door. She broke her promise. And so the next morning, Mary came back and Mary was like, oh, hello. Did you, did you open the 12 doors? And, and the girl was like, yes, I, I did. They, oh, they were great. Unreal. <laughs> <laughs> and then Mary could kind of see that she was smiling very funny. And then Mary said, you didn't perchance open the 13th door. And the girl said, nope, did not. And Mary placed her hand on the girl's chest and she could feel how fast her heart was racing. And so Mary asked again, did you open the 13th door? And the girl said, no, I did not. And then Mary, very sternly this time, said, did you open the 13th door, which I forbid you from opening? And the girl said, no. And then Mary said, you have sinned. And in the blink of an eye, thrust down to earth, landed in the middle of the forest. And then she was out of heaven. And so remember, at this point, all she knew was heaven. And she's dropped back into the cruel, cruel world. Exactly, in the middle of the forest. Jeez, Mary has no chance. Realising what had happened, she tried to scream. But Mary had taken her tongue. She could not speak. So she couldn't call for help. So she began to forage, try and find food. And she would eat berries, leaves, roots, like anything that her stomach might be able to handle. And this went for days and weeks and months and years. And she would run against a, run against a tree and it would like scrape off her clothes. And eventually all of her clothes were so ripped up that she was just naked. And her hair had grown so long it was down to the tip of her toes. And she would just curl up on this outside her little makeshift hut and just cry. And not Aww. let out any noise. It's very sad. That and silent crying is yeah. always saddest, isn't it? <laughs> I was about to make the noise and I was like, wait, <laughs> silent. And then one day, a man strolled by on his horse and sees this girl and she's like, madam, are you okay? She can't talk. She can't respond. And he said, I am the king of the nearby castle. Yeah. As he just so happens to be. Yeah, this is right there on the stroll. And again, she just nodded. She couldn't say anything back. And he asked, would you like to come back to my castle? And she just nodded in agreement. And her off with him, and he fell in love, as they do in these kind of fairy tales. He was smitten with her, until eventually, they got married. 
Oh. Classic fairy tale. What? Doesn't know the woman, but she's pretty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Haven't said one and word. She can't to say her. no. Can't say no. It's like Little Mermaid. Like. No, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly. So about a year into their marriage, the now woman, I should say, the woman had a baby son, and she's holding the newborn baby in her arms, and then flash, Virgin Mary appears, and said, "Did you open the thirteenth door?" And in that moment, her tongue comes back, and she says. No, I did not. And then Mary takes her son, flash, and she's gone. And then the townsfolk of the nearby village, when it was announced that the baby had vanished, they all said, oh, she's a cannibal. She ate her baby. She is a monster. (laughs) a bit of a leap. I know. And the king is like, no, no, she's like a... The baby's somewhere. I do not believe you. I love my wife. She... No, that cannot be. And so the townsfolk are like, okay, we trust our king. And then another year passes, and she has a second son. And again, flash, the Virgin Mary appears. Did you open the 13th door? Her tongue comes back. No, I did not. Why are you lying? Girl, why are you lying? (laughs) And just like last time, her son is taken away, and after heaven, Mary goes. And the townsfolk, once again, like, she has to be a cannibal. Like, where else could the child go with, with no, without a trace? And the king just said, no, 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 I, I refuse to believe this. She is my queen. She is wonderful. She, there's no way she eats, the tra- she eats our children. Like, <laughs> who could do that? Who does that? <laughs> and then again, the townsfolk, a little bit more kind of reluctantly, are like, okay... I think it says more about the townsfolk than her, that they're immediately... Yeah. Cannibalism. <laughs> immediately. She ate it. And well, then... That's what I do if I had a baby. And then, <laughs> the following year, she has a baby girl. Ooh. And once again, who appears but the Virgin Mary? Did you open the 13th door? And the woman doesn't respond this time. And Mary says, why don't I show you something? And she takes her hand and brings her up to heaven and lets the woman see her two sons frolicking, playing, alive, mm-hmm. having a great time. And she begins to cry. She's so happy to see her children like this. And then the Virgin Mary asks again, did you open the 13th door? No, I did not. What? <laughs> Just, things could be so much easier. Things could be so this is why I did not want you to read ahead because it's crazy. <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> Oh, if only you guys could see Orla's face. I'm so angry. <laughs> so angry. And so Mary, very sadly, flings her back to earth without her daughter. And the townsfolk, why? They call her a cannibal. And this time the king cannot be convinced otherwise. And yeah, says, like three strikes. Yeah. yeah. May- maybe enough. she is, the king thinks. And so they decide to do what they should do to any cannibal, they thought. Burn her at the stake. Kill her. Fair. Kill her. Very fair. And so, they put her on the stake. <laughs> She's all tied up. She, and, her, and they light the fire. And then her pride begins to melt away. <laughs> and she stares up to the sky. And in that instant, her tongue is back. And she screams at the top of her voice, Yes, Mary, I did it! I might just read the final yeah. paragraph. Immediately, rain began to fall from heaven and put out the fiery flames. A light broke forth above her and the Virgin Mary descended. She had the two little sons by her side and the newborn daughter in her arm. Speaking kindly to her, she said, whoever repents of sin and confesses it will be forgiven. Then she gives her three children, releases her tongue and gave her happiness for her entire life. 
What a crazy story. Oh, that is. God. That's there it. Is. That is. There is <laughs> so... It's, it's all good in the end. It's all good. It's all good in the end. Like, Jesus. Okay, there's <laughs> so much to discuss about this. So much. All right, okay. Um, oh. So it's about pride. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's about pride. Okay, let's go way back to the beginning. Um, <laughs> so much fun. The Virgin it. Mary and the cult of the Virgin Mary. And the what? The cult. Oh, the, oh um, sometimes when people are talking about like the worship or veneration of a particular saint, I think it's called the cult of. Oh, like, like, oh the cult. Yeah. I thought you were saying cull. Cull, yeah. That's why I thought they, they kill all the Virgin Marys. They kill all the Virgin Marys. No, no, the cult of the Virgin Mary. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like there's a huge worship of Mary and stuff. Like she's the, mm-hmm. the, the Virgin Mother of God, born without sin, immaculately conceived. I love the story of her conception. It was basically like her mum was like a fairly old post-menopause. And an angel came down and told... Like I think her name was Elizabeth or something, and told Elizabeth's husband like, "Oh yeah, your your wife's gonna have a kid," and he's like, "My wife can't have a child. She's too old, and also we haven't had sex in ages." <laughs> what are you talking about? And the angel says, yeah, "You mad. are doubting the work of do- God." You are doubting the word of a dog. Sorry, I couldn't <laughs> you are doubting the word of God, and so for like the entire nine months, he is rendered dumb. <laughs> so there's a thing amazing in so there seems to be this thing in Mary's past of you know uh, people saying things she doesn't like can't speak yeah, yeah. I just love but how takes cr- no shit yeah. I just love how cruel she is and in this story the though. thing it's is mental. normally Mary is the you know the forgiving the one you yeah. go to it's sort of like I, I personally I think like the big call to Mary is like like going directly to God or to Jesus is too big but sort of you, you can't imagine a man who is God or a an ineffable being but you can think of like a woman like a, a mother or a young yeah, woman who's yeah, a virgin yeah. and it's sort of more I don't know, relatable yeah. which I think is one of the big reasons hmm. yeah like particularly like in places like Ireland and a lot of a lot of countries South America like South America yeah. Mary is a huge thing and it's mm-hmm. often like the cult of Mary is women venerating it because it's we can kind of relate to her and it's like we're like Okay, like Jesus mightn't understand what I'm talking about, but Mary will. Yeah, hmm. and it's that mother figure, like it's yeah. immediately like yeah. calming. The Madonna. Madonna. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's like why a lot of the saints. It's like, look, I can't go straight to the top with my complaint, but I can like. This <laughs> there's guy, a hierarchy. Yeah, there's a hierarchy, and it's like look, this. This guy might get what I'm talking about, but I, mm-hmm. I don't know if like God would. Do you know, like the big yeah. man? Yeah. So like, load this. Most of the stories like Mary is a beneficent. Yeah kindly forgiving motherly figure and in this she is she takes no shit yeah no i'm sorry okay right i think mary actually has every right in this story because she's what an idiot woman she was practicing catholic doctrine (laughs) you know she was she was doing everything by the book it was like you have sinned so you are going to be punished but if you repent and like confess your sins interesting thing though uh the confession of sins and forgiveness that's a catholic thing but the Grimm's brothers... I was going to ask. Yeah, the Grimm's brothers, they were in Germany at the time, and I can't remember off the top of my head, but I think they were probably Lutheran. Lutheran, <gasps> most likely, <gasps> yeah. <laughs> Which is know. an interesting thing, because in a lot of uh, like folklore and like folk magic and things, mm-hmm. uh, particularly in England, uh, a lot of like the fairy magic and things was a mixture of like all Catholic prayers sort of mixed up and things, and it was brought up in like the Pendle Witch Trials. Um, there was this girl who was a key witness, but she was told to like recite some of the spells, and they were basically sort of half remembered Catholic prayers. Okay. That mm. sort of could sound like vaguely mystical and things. So it's interesting how, sort of like the old form of the religion lives on in the folk stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, second thing about the Virgin Mary, when the woodcutter like gives his child to Mary to go to heaven, 
it's I, I yeah. think he killed her. Yeah, that's, that's what it sounds true. like. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, I agree. Like. Yeah. yeah, because like when you say, oh, they've gone to heaven, or yeah. or Mother w- Mary took them all. Yeah, yes. you know? it's it sounds very much like a a, a kind way of saying they're died. They're they dead. Died. No, definitely, yeah. I agree. Like the kid died of like malnourishment or something yeah because yeah. maybe like, it's like oh we can feed two mouths we can't feed three so yeah. get this just axe off the weakest I mean the cannibalism oh. that comes back later maybe oh. it's an echo because like particularly since this is Grimm's brother in German there's a huge fear of cannibalism in the Grimm's brothers yeah I've noticed it, yeah. yeah because uh, like Europe had a massive amount of famines yes Like, and there was yeah. you know the Grimm's brothers they were when they were collecting their stories, this was in living memory of the Great Famine, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I can't remember the year, but it like it swept through. It killed like a third of the population of Europe. Yeah. Wow. So like the idea of not having enough to eat and sort of being driven to starvation or and to cannibalism. Cannibalism. Yeah. It was a really big thing. So it's. And it's kind of like it's one of those like base abject yeah. type of fears. Yeah, it's like you it's, know, it's one like, of like the ultimate taboos yeah and it shows up a lot in fairy tales like this being fear of being eaten by an ogre or by a giant or by your stepmother stepmother mm-hmm. evil witch yeah. or yeah yeah, that, yeah yeah that some some figure in power mm. is going to eat you mm-hmm. <laughs> or then the, and then that becomes reversed of like what if i eat my children exactly which is like i think like cannibalism is a taboo but i think cannibalism of a family member particularly of mm. your of child would yeah be yeah, the, and it's that whole thing of like killing the future, like Saturn yeah. eating its own children, yeah. and, and yeah. yeah, it's a big, it's yeah, a yeah. Big, oh, it's horrifying. It's yeah, um, <laughs> sorry, just to go back to that Lutheran thing because I thought in oh, I'm not ba- I don't know a lot about mm. Luther Lutheranism yeah, or whatever, I but I didn't think Mary was as revered. She's not as revered because they don't do uh, like the whole Lutheran Reformation thing was they yeah. got rid of like the veneration of saints. Yeah. Um, I think some of the saints like still hung on because I, I think Mary would because she's you know she's the mother she's the mother of God so she's kind of special but like veneration of saints yeah uh, and the whole thing was justification by faith alone so like you couldn't just confess your sins and yeah. say a couple of Hail Marys yeah you yeah, had yeah. To, you know, mm-hmm. you had to deal like, with deal with the consequences deal with the consequences and like that whole thing of like your path is set out for you I know that, that's a, I think that's Calvinism oh it's Calvinism no, no, it's, I, it's another one it's yeah, so it's many isms it's Calvinism there's so many isms I don't know yeah it's like I'm very I'm not going to remember right Judas or history. Yeah, exactly. Me too. Oh, um, yeah. Sorry, that was years But yeah, ago. that whole... I didn't think Mary would be as revered or well, as she such all... a big figure. Yeah, well, I... It's just uh, interesting I to see her. officially she probably isn't, but yeah. like, particularly in more rural things, Mary always stands out, and particularly for women, because like, she's the, the big female character. Mm-hmm. Um, but like even Mary is always worshipped and revered because she's such a big part of the story, but also she is the more relatable character yeah like mm. she has a, an immaculate conception but she's she's 100% human yeah and yeah. it's like it's kind of like put upon her yeah. a bit yeah. and like she like in this Greatness whole thing like does upon she you. yeah yeah exactly yeah. that well, type of idea yeah. and like, she's, she does say like yeah I'm up for it but it's still it's like she mm. is human she's yeah. More, yeah she's she's not divine yeah and she had to watch her kid die as well yeah she's yeah. like a big thing for mothers of yeah the, the, the suffering that mary went through oh. and now she's actually, stealing children yeah. actually there's a great <laughs> joke which i'll probably cut out but um <laughs> there's a there's a there's like in a church and there's the old irish mammy she goes in she's got like this shawl and everything she kneels down in front of the statue of mary and she starts you know doing her novenas and then jesus appears in a blaze of glory and light and says martha and she looks up and says Oh Jesus! Would you ever shush? I'm having a word with your mother. <laughs> cute. Oh no, he's added. That's that so, is so cute. cute. I heard that joke from Pawdy 
The Leprechaun Museum. Oh, that's Board game for listening. Thanks for the joke. Thanks, Quality. <laughs> yeah. That's um, a cute joke. Um, another thing I wanted to bring up. Uh, we're gal to gal. talking about like cannibalism. No, no, no. I think I'm. I think I'm good on the cannibalism <laughs> thing. <laughs> I think I'm good on it. Yeah. yeah, I is, feel like I haven't said much, but then again, yeah. I've just said a story. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> your mouth is recovering. Um, I'm like, oh, um, babies. Like, it, there's two other fairy tales that like this really clearly tries into. First is Bluebeard. Yeah, yeah, Th- that's thing. intriguing. How could that be related? Or am I going? Is it obvious? <laughs> no, it's, uh, yeah, it's because you know Mary gives her the keys and says, you know, you can open every door. Mm-hmm. Except this one. He's he's the fairy tale about the guy who keeps marrying women and says, don't go into this cupboard, and the cupboard is where I all the dead bodies are. I don't know it. Yeah, and like I oh, think that's oh, we're gonna it's do unreal. Yeah, we're like, gonna do it later. But yeah. Yeah. I do know, but I yeah. feel like I sound very like, stupid all of a sudden. Inevitably, the the new wife opens the cupboard because curiosity gets the better oh, of her, okay. and she finds all the ex yeah. dead like, wives. There's loads oh. of different versions of it, but it's the whole thing of. Uh, I'm I'm giving you the means to do this thing. Mm-hmm. Here's a red button. Don't push it. Yeah, like you're gonna. It's it's yeah. It, yeah. It's basically it's like putting the temptation out there and then flashing with neon lights. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. it's the Genesis story. That's yeah. what I thought as yeah, well. Yeah, it's like, like that tree, that tree really close to you that looks really tasty with all the low hanging branches with fruit. Yeah. Mm. Don't pick them. Don't like, eat it. I'm just yeah. going back to the story to said. I'm like thinking about. Could Mary not have just kept the 13 key and like put it in her yeah, bra or something? Yeah, that's like, like the big thing. So it's sort of... Assuming Mary doesn't wear a bra. She doesn't need a bra. She's like burnt hers. <laughs> oh, sorry. dear God. <laughs> sorry, uh, sorry. And we get excommunicated. No. <laughs> uh, no, it's like... It's sort of like that temptation but also setting you up to fail. Yeah, it is. Because it's like... It? Mary knows she's going to open the 13th door. Yeah. As soon as she gives it. Second story it reminds me of. Uh, have either of you heard the story of... I think it's called either The Seven Ravens or The Seven Swans? Uh, oh, it rings a bell. Yeah, it's it's uh, basically it's a it's a French fairy tale, and like basically there's a king whose wife dies and he has eight kids, seven boys, one girl, mm-hmm. and the stepmother gets pissed and basically makes these magic shirts that turns the boys into swans surprise, or, or surprise. ravens. Um, and the only way the princess can get rid of them is sorry, not not get rid of them, <laughs> um, turn them back is she has to um, not speak a word to a living soul. Mm-hmm. Oh. While making shirts out of nettles. Oh. Yeah. And then while Ooh. she's doing this, she, she meets a prince. They get married. They have a couple kids. But any time the baby is born, the stepmother somehow comes back and steals away the babies. What? Yep. Uh, but then, like, the, the Raven brothers rescue the kids. Um, but <laughs> the they, they become convinced, oh, that the new princess, she's obviously been killing her kids and probably eating them because we can't find the bodies. Let's burn her at the oh. stake. And just as she gets to the stake, she manages to finish the last shirt and throw it into the air and the birds fly through it and the babies are returned and everything's happy ever ah, after. Amazing. Yeah, but it's sort of, it's really similar. In yeah. Only... I'm just starting to think now, it's interesting that it's always like, oh, the mother, she's the kind of like, what if the father too? Maybe. It's because it's just, like, well, the, that's the patriarchy. I yeah. suppose like, women might eat the placenta, might as well eat the whole lot. <laughs> I, I think it's more because the, the mother's more likely to be alone with Ooh. the baby. Yeah. Like, you know, breastfeeding it. So yeah. The table. Well, that's the thing. Like, it just, it keeps going through these themes of women having to suffer. Yeah, but the interesting thing, I think, about the contrast between those two stories, even though, like, they're basically going through the same motions, yeah. one is doing it because it's out of her control and yeah. it's it's sort of a divine punishment. Mm-hmm. Whereas the princess in the other story, she is doing it of her own choice. Her pride. To, no, she's doing it to save her brothers. Oh, sorry. That's why like she's refusing to speak and she's making oh, shirts and even though her babies are being taken. While the other girl... Oh, sorry. So she still can speak, but yeah. she mustn't. Yeah, she yeah. can speak. Would that include she... like, screaming and things like um, that? So like... I don't know. Yeah, because I mean, make, like, like, if you're giving birth... You might make a noise. Mm, I don't know. Uh, there's actually there's a 
beautiful uh, Jim Henson's The Storyteller mm. they do a really beautiful episode of it and in it when her child is stolen she is so full of grief that she digs a hole in the earth and screams it down into it oh. and fills the hole she fills the earth with her her sorrow and then when the oh. birds are coming to rescue her they strike the earth and the sound of her sorrow is released and it sort of like battles the flames and it's oh, I'd highly it. recommend Jim Henson's yeah. The Storyteller I love yeah. it yeah yeah, yeah I, I suppose they're all very cathartic isn't it like mm-hmm. Oh, like feeling. I don't know. Does it have ties to like the the suffering of childbirth, the suffering of women? The like maybe sort of like that like that your suffering isn't in vain. It's for a greater cause. Yeah. Whereas, or it's sort of a punishment for some sin you have done. Yeah. I that, don't know. But the, Not but, being allowed to release, yeah. though, I think must be agonizing. Because yeah. I'm just thinking, I haven't seen the movie, but the Quiet Place. That's a big thing that happens throughout mm. where they cannot make a noise. Yeah. And like. All you want to do is scream yeah. and you can't. And, and it is a big thing of like taking away someone's voice. Like. Yeah, yeah, taking away their yeah. power. But yeah. I think it like it is a thing about all this pain and suffering, it has to be for something. So like, even if it's like I'm being punished for some action, at least there's a reason for it. Yeah. 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 I maybe, yeah, because like I suppose they're all they're all quite mystical and they're all quite semi religious, you know, yeah. the thing with the numbers. Yeah, and... there's magic numbers, there's mm. magic there's sort of a ritual to it and yeah. Mary asks her three times, three times before she kicks her out of heaven. Yeah, exactly. Which could tie into the apostles of Peter denying Christ three times. So yes. I guess this podcast is getting really religious. Very I know religious. and I'm... <laughs> but like, it's got like overt religious really to say. Yeah, themes in it. I know. I suppose like, you can look at like religious stories as a form of folklore or mythology. Oh, well, they oh, are. They like, are. Yeah. yeah, they are. Yeah. Well, like, the stories are like a told. Sorry, children. that's very blasphemous yeah. for someone who actually really does believe. I'm sorry. Mm. Yeah. But as in like, oh, like, I, I don't want to use the word story, uh, but like, say if you're young and like, you're in a family that practices religion mm. and like being told these tales that have Meaning. Meaning behind them. It's like, it's one way of like strengthening your uh, belief and your spirituality as well as like kind of uh, inspiring you, if that makes sense. Yeah. As in like life lessons. Yeah, there's a whole reason they're like why we tell stories to children. Yeah. Like to teach them and sometimes they're religious stories but they might be telling the same lesson that Harry Potter's telling. Yeah. Which is basically even though or something. I didn't technically do religion in school but I would every once in a while like kind of start listening and hear and listening to what was being told these like um parables what's it parables parables like hearing them yeah. and being like wow like spell them it's yeah. probably the wrong like, word for it, but like, it'd be like the stories that have stuck around this long there's there's something in them yeah and like and the power of narrative and all do that. not sin yeah yeah and the yeah. golden rule don't be a dick don't yeah. be a dick <laughs> as Jesus, Jesus Moses don't be wrote a d- that one first didn't he <laughs> yeah. um, oh um, I don't want people to get angry at us. I don't, <laughs> I'm like I don't think we've said anything mean <laughs> no, we, we're no. Like, just like you can yeah. you'll listen over and yeah. make sure yeah yeah right yeah and that whole thing about like her pride yeah. You know, her pride being washed away. Yeah, and it's like, the, the pride only shows up at the end. Oh, is it like repenting your sins before yeah. death? Is it the conversion before death? It's sort of like, you know, your last rites, your last yeah. confession. And it's mm. sort of, and the whole thing is like, she didn't, I sort of, I take from it, she didn't want to say, I opened the thirteen door. She's like, oh, I'm going to get in trouble. But she should have known. I'm sorry, I'm yeah. still it's like, I think by the that. time your third child is about to be taken away. Yeah, but I, and, and then why would I think you? it becomes, I don't know, it's like, I've I've made my bed I'm going to lie in it yeah Yeah. maybe or it becomes pride I don't know Yeah. interesting thing that they like 
they state at the end like her pride was melted away. Yeah. That it was it was a pride thing. It was a pride yeah. thing. Yeah. It's like oh I don't want yeah. to. Whereas I was seeing it more like you know. You've lived your whole life in heaven. You sort of haven't really grown up or material or as a emotionally as a person. person? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, the little kids like even if it's really obvious that yeah. they did it, they'll say no, no, wasn't no. me. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of this. I I can't admit wrong because if I do, I'm gonna get in trouble. Yeah, mm-hmm. and no matter how many times and, you like, yeah. Yeah. reprimand like a them. guilty dog. But yeah, I suppose oh. it could. Yeah, because the whole thing just before she dies and then she's saved. Yeah, you know. It's, and, yeah, it's like the last rites she, or like like the sort of conversions that happened on people's yeah, deathbeds because yeah. that was a huge That's thing, real, thing, wasn't it? Yeah. Like the final line of the story is she lives. I know, but the thing is she's been in, she's lived in heaven so sort of like, I don't know, it's sort of, she has had multiple deaths before. Like she's gone to the afterlife mm. at least twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it's her children returning from the afterlife and the whole thing of, you know, infant mortality. And mm-hmm. you could read it as that when she lives the rest of her life, Maybe she's dead. Or yeah, yeah. She might, yeah, she could be dead. Yeah, and like, given that, like, her father said she's gone to Mary when she was three, it's sort of like you've been dead this whole time. You've been dead this- oh my god, it's like the sixth sense. Oh, 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 oh spoiler, sorry. Spoiler. Uh, you so, hasn't yeah. seen the sixth sense. Oh, but I, or heard it's okay, spoiled, it was like twenty five years ago, yeah. guys. Get with it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I suppose coming back to the theme of resurrection, then is she ever resurrected? Well, I don't know. I the reason I thought it'd be a resurrection story is, she's gone to heaven. Mm. She is in heaven, and that's sort of a place you can't go while you're alive. Yeah. Mm. So and then like the children are taken to heaven. Mm-hmm. So I saw it as you know, she's she's not she's not alive. She's not alive. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's very yeah. interesting. Yeah. It's a great story. It's it mad. is. It's, it's insane. insane. Absolutely oh, mad. Yeah. So that was um, in case anyone missed the title. Or has forgotten it by this stage. <laughs> that was Mary's Child by the Brothers Grimm. And it's insane. Love it. Right. The uh That's also Jesus. Mary's Where? Child. No, sorry. <laughs> Mary's boy. I thought you were pointing to something. No, no, it's just Mary's Child. That's yeah. Jesus. Oh. Mary Little Jesus. It's too early oh. for that. Right. So I'm going to tell our second resurrection story. This is actually a story I first heard on the Feminist Folklore podcast. Uh, So if anyone is interested in feminism and folklore and narrative and all that stuff, check them out. They're really cool. Shout out. (laughs) All right. So this is a story collected by John Francis Campbell. It's a Scottish story from the Highlands. Uh, John Francis Campbell, he was sort of an early Celtic studies, uh, Scottish folklore collector. Cool guy. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, uh, cool and the story is called uh, The Girl and the Dead Man Ooh. Oh, yes. okay, this story also starts with um, a family in rather Cute. difficult financial in rather difficult financial situation there's a widow with three daughters they're very poor and the eldest daughter decides she needs to go out and make her way in the world and her mother thinks good idea good, good plan I'm going to I'm going to bake for you and she bakes up <laughs> Yeah, Sorry. and she bakes a uh, traditional Scottish thing, which is basically a really large scone. Mm-hmm. And then she says to her daughter, "Okay, I'm cutting it in half. You can take the big half and go with my curse, or you can take the small half and go with my blessing." Mom, but then also but that like, they're not halves. The small, okay, the small portion. <laughs> yeah, but like, mom, what's wrong with you? I know, I know. And the, the oldest daughter goes, "Well, I've got a long journey ahead of me. I don't know how long I'm going to be going. I'm going to take the big bit." 
And her mother says, okay, go with my curse. And she goes. <laughs> and as I she, told you there's a curse. Uh, yeah. And as she is going, uh, a bunch of birds fly down and go, oh, lady, will you share your scone thing with us? And the woman says, uh, no. And eats it herself. <laughs> Staring them in the yeah. eyes. And eventually she, eventually she comes to a house and she knocks on the door saying, look, I'm, I'm looking for work. Uh, do you know if there's anyone around here looking for like a, a milkmaid or something? Mm-hmm. And the woman says, well, actually, my brother has just died and we need someone to sit up all night with a corpse and watch over it. Do you okay. think, think so, you can do that? And she says, oh, yeah, sure. So she's brought into the room where the corpse is laid out and she sits next to the dead man. Uh, but throughout the night, she eventually falls asleep. And the, own, the woman of the house comes down, sees her sleep, takes up a stick and knocks her on the head. And she's dead. <gasps> oh. And the woman of the house shucks her corpse out into the garden. What? They put the other yeah. corpse. Uh, yeah, the, the corpse of the brother is still inside. Yeah. So uh, back to the widow. Her second daughter, the first one's been gone for a while, goes, okay, look, uh, things here aren't getting much better. I am going to follow in the footsteps of my older sister. I'm going to go out and make my way in the world. And her mother goes, oh, good plan. I'll do some baking. And she bakes again the big scone, uh, cuts it in two and says, okay, uh, same choice as your sister. You can have the big half and my curse or the small half and my blessing. And, well, the second daughter makes the same choice and same thing happens. She leaves with the curse. She meets the birds. She doesn't share it. And eventually she comes to the house and says, look, I'm looking for work. And the woman of the house says, brilliant. My brother is still dead. (laughs) And we need someone to watch over his corpse. Can you stay awake all night and watch over the body? How long is this wake? I don't know. (laughs) It's never finished because no one can stay awake. (laughs) Joke number two. (laughs) Uh, So the second sister, she goes in, she sits down next to the corpse, but she falls asleep. The woman in the house comes in, cracks her one on the head, chucks her body out. So there's two bodies outside, one body inside. Do you want me to ask, is she... hitting them on the head to wake them up or deliberately kill them I think deliberately kill them okay just get angry given, given how like casually she disposed of the body yeah. and, she's, and that she's done it twice mm-hmm. yeah. yeah she would love by that yeah. anyway. anyway two bodies out one body in yeah. so last daughter she decides look you know third time's a charm I'm going to go out and make my way <laughs> in the world and her mother goes grand I'll get bacon she you know, gives her the same choice. You can take the big half of my curse or the small half of my blessing. Oh, and the younger sister goes, well, I'm going to mix it up a bit and I'll take the small half and your blessing. <gasps> and she takes the small half and her blessing and she goes off and on her way she meets a load of birds and the birds go, oh, lady, will you share your food with us? And the girl goes, oh, yeah, sure, why not? And, you know, she divides it up and they eat the crumbs and she eats a bit of it and all goes well. And that night the birds, when she settles down to sleep, they cover her in feathers and it's lovely. Oh, lovely. Lovely yes. sort of, you know, Disney princess. Yeah. Uh, and eventually she comes to the house with the dead man. She knocks on the door. The woman answers and says, oh, brilliant. I really need someone to watch over the corpse of my brother tonight. And the girl says, yeah, sure, I can do that. And so she sits up and she's working away on her needlework. And she's working away so that any time she starts to fall asleep, she pricks her finger and it wakes her up. Huh. And, you know, around the middle of the night, the corpse suddenly sits up and looks at her. And she says, get back down there. <laughs> and the, the body of the man lies down a bit grumpily then a bit later it sort of props itself up on an elbow and giving her a wink <laughs> Hello there, and she's like lady. none of that none of that get back down you're dead <laughs> and the corpse don't tempt me the corpse very reluctantly lies down and then it gets up a third time and goes hey how you doing <laughs> and she picks up a stick and hits the corpse going down bad boy but the stick when it hits the corpse gets stuck 
and it stuck to the corpse and it stuck to her hand. And the corpse goes, oh, let's have some fun and gets up and starts running around and she's being dragged by the stick in the corpse and it's like running through the forest, running through the fields, causing a... And she, can she not let go? She can't. She's stuck to it. Oh, okay. It's magic. And anyway, eventually she manages to summon all her strength and she pulls the corpse back into the house, wrestles it back onto the bed because you're staying down. The dead don't get up. <laughs> and dawn comes. And the woman of the house comes down and goes, Oh, right, brilliant. You stayed awake all night. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, so I can finally bury him. <laughs> and uh, as a reward, here's a, a sack full of treasure. And, oh, this magical cordial. And the girl mm. takes her sack of treasure and her magical cordial. And she walks out. And as she's walking out, she sees in the garden, Ah, oh, there's the bodies of my older sister. <laughs> Un- intact or intact, like rotting? Just, oh. Well, like, it's only been a few days. And she goes over and goes like, well, this is a magic cordial. Let's see what happens. <laughs> and she unstoppers it and... You She's know. very calm to see yeah. her sister's dead. <laughs> yeah, she, I mean, she was calm when the, the corpse was, got up. She's, yeah. a, she's a cool cucumber. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, she, you know, delivers the cordial to the, the two sisters and they are resurrected. They're back alive. Unreal. Yeah. And uh, all three of them head back to their mother with the treasure and live happy lives. And, and they're, were they not like, what the hell, mom? Um, I, I imagine they had a few questions for their mother about w- why were you in on this the whole time or like, why yeah yeah that is that is the story oh that's fun what yeah <laughs> yeah we've just blown Orla's mind this entire episode is yeah. just too this is what happens when you do no research um yeah what okay why just like I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, this one I'm like, what exactly? I with the other story is very much like you kind of understand like, oh, if don't tell a lie, don't tell a lie, don't tell yeah. a lie. This one I'm kind of like, what is? What have I learnt? Always take less than you need. I, like, <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, I don't know. Does every trust your mother? Does every story? If someone have says a... no. No, that's mm-hmm. the thing. Not every story has to have like a moral. Yeah, or you know, what do you want to into it? Mm-hmm. or whatever. And I do quite like that. I especially because it's Scottish. I feel like it's just one of those mental, really old mental, like Highland stories of just yeah. you know, it's kind of mental, crazy like, things true. happening. Yeah, but just wh- why? Like it's a bit mental. I don't know. It's like the the whole thing with the the go with my blessing or my curse. Is it sort of. I don't know, it's better to have goodwill than more also, stuff. Also, I love how just or... straightforward the mother is. Like, you, I, I am going to curse you. So yeah. have it or, take it or leave it. Yeah. Matter of fact, don't... Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the thing is. Because um, they can't blame the mother because she did say. Like, they can't be like, what the oh, hell, mom? Tell... She'd be like, well, I did tell you. I told you. Yeah, I told you. You had the choice. You had the choice. But yeah, no, like, you can, you can definitely read in sort of like an anti-consumerist yeah. type of idea. Like, you know, just don't take more than or it's better to have family than things or it's yeah. better to have you know feed so, the birds <laughs> top, of the, top bag. of the bag top of the bag <laughs> um, do your job work hard yeah I the bit I find interesting is like the, the dead man and sort of there's this whole thing of like wakes and you have to watch over the yeah. body because if someone's not watching over the body something bad will happen <laughs> yeah. yeah whereas in this case the bad thing only happens while someone's watching over the body because he doesn't seem to get up when the two other sisters no, are there. No, doesn't have the chance to really, yeah. does he? Yes, because his sister is off murdering people. Yeah, I wonder, what, I wonder where he was dragging her to. Like, what I think was... he was just... I want to get out of the house. He'd been stuck there for a while. <laughs> wanted to stretch his legs a bit. Um, I'm not dead. I'm not dead. I'm not I feel yet. happy. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, not yet, yet dead. 
Um, yeah, no, it like okay, it brings in sort of like the wake and the sort of old rituals of death and everything and like because wasn't it you had to sit up just in case they weren't they literally weren't dead. Yeah, like, like they weren't dead or there were loads of things like if someone wasn't oh. watching if there wasn't a candle in the room like something oh, dark could get in and start messing with the body so there's loads of like traditions and things like I was watching Alias Grace and the big thing they make of is um opening the window when someone dies to mm-hmm. let the soul out oh yeah because like fairly early on it's like small spoiler warning but fairly early on her mother dies on the ship ah, over mm-hmm. to Canada yeah and like she meets there's, a, there's an old Catholic woman on it and like her family are Protestant and the woman's going oh we, we can't open a window we're on a ship yeah. How's the soul going to get out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's quite young, so this becomes like a really big thing in her mind that mm-hmm. the, her mother's soul, soul is stuck in the ship. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. And it's just... Yeah, there's so many rituals around death and watching the corpse and... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, like, on the scene of Resurrections, like, there isn't anything scarier than coming back from the dead. I'm not sure if we talked about this in part one. Well, let's recap it in case if we did. I know, I can't remember if we did, but <laughs> in case we didn't. It's like, yeah, like, the, like death is one of those, like, inevitable things that, like, no amount of magic... Well, actually, in this case... Some magic. Some magic. But, like, it's one of the most fearful things. Yeah, we're all going to die. We're all yeah. going to die. And Anyone out there thinking they're immortal, you're not. You're, you're going not. to die. And all of these stories kind of prove that, like, if you come back from the dead, bad things can mm-hmm. happen yeah. you know? or if you try to bring someone back from yeah, the dead yeah it's not a good thing to come back from the dead it's yeah exactly you're like, going to be like I'm thinking about changed. all those like zombie movies where it's like yeah. besides like one there, there's no good outcome if someone comes back to life yeah yeah, yeah. what's the um, warm bodies that's a good that's one example where it's kind of good in the end where mm-hmm. he he's a zombie and then a girl falls in love with him and then his zombie heart starts to beat and then suddenly he's human again and they live happily ever after. Or the, e- the end of Shaun of the Dead, spoiler warning, they sort of work oh, out how I they can the live in tandem with oh, the yeah, zombies. Yeah, yeah. But he's still a zombie. I know, he's yeah. still a zombie but it's like... And he has a chain, like he can still like kill yeah. him but yeah. Simon Pegg's like, I'm fine with yeah, this. Yeah, but like, they're showing like on the reality TV, oh, but I love him, I love him, I don't care that he's trying to eat my face. <laughs> I love oh. him. What a good film. Because, um, like, in, in Snow White, like, she's not actually dead, is it? Yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, it's like... She's sleeping. It's, it's, she's sort of in the, in an in-between death state. Yeah. Uh, so that's grand. She can come back. Yeah. And, and in know. Mary's Child, she's she's in heaven, but she's she's not alive, but she's not... Not dead. Yeah, and, like, we're kind of... Like, we're even questioning now, like... Was, was she, she dead ever the whole time? Alive? Or did she ever come back? Or did she she in purgatory kind is of thing. Is this yeah. a metaphor for... Is this a way of people dealing with child mortality? Yeah, mm. you know? And then in this one, she, we don't know much about the dead man, but when he comes back, it's... He's getting up to mischief. He's getting up to mischief. You know, people die because of him. Mm. Like, it's... Yeah. I When I was listening to it, you know our, our puppet of, like, the Irish vampire? <laughs> yeah, that I could. I was the story, basically but that was what I was thinking yeah, of. The I whole was time. basically imagining that image of him sort of doing the little grin and the the hand. <laughs> <movements>. <laughs> Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. That kind of. Yeah, movement. I sort of imagine like the dead man is like, hey, yeah. he's, got a, he's got a big grin on his face and he's slightly Beetlejuicey. <laughs> exactly. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Yeah. So. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. <gasps> Good film. Oh, they're making a sequel. What? No, they're yeah, not. They are. Oh, no, they're yeah, not. They've they been talking about that for ages. Apparently it's in production now. What? I know. Is, is it a sequel or a remake? Because they've been doing a lot of remake. Because I know Michael Keaton is involved. As Beetlejuice? Yeah. 
That would be interesting. But they should leave it because the, the original yeah. is so the good. The original is perfect. It's perfect. It's yeah. like hocus pocus. <laughs> I just yeah. love the... Um, Sorry, my dog is trying to take the carpet. <laughs> I just love the uh, dinner scene. The daylight come then we want, want to go, go home. <laughs> so good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so yeah. Yeah. What were you saying? Resurrection. I, Resurrection. Yeah. I, like, I like how that one just doesn't really have a message or anything. Yeah. It is just kind of like one of those... Yeah. It's more mental stories that you tell. Yeah, it's sort of like you could take it. I'm mostly for someone saying like, "Look, this this really happened to my aunt." Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, you can you can read a message in if you like, or it can just be a mental story. Yeah, yeah. and I do like those ones because I, I think it says something a lot about the the time and the culture and the people mm. that it's collected from. Yeah, yeah. The importance of scones. The importance of scones, massive ones scones. as well, and you know. Scones or scones? Now that is the debate. Listeners, please tell us, do you say scones or scones? Or something in between. Or something else. I don't know. Skeins. Skeins. Yeah. So we're going <laughs> to, yeah. on the scone-scone debate, we're going to wrap it up. We are Tales from the Shadows. I have been Emily Collins. I have been Orla Devlin. And I have been Granny Holmes Blumenthal. If you've enjoyed <laughs> listening to this, please rate, review, subscribe, all that magic Tell your jazz. friends. Tell, Tell your friends. Like us. Talk about us. Yeah. Write blog posts. Tweet, tweet, at, us. tweet at us. Yeah. <gasps> tweet at us. So our, our various... <laughs> tweet, tweet, tweet. I love Twitter. <laughs> so our various social medias. Uh, now this is where it gets confusing. The podcast oh, yeah. is called Sounds from the Shadows. Our theatre group is called Tales from the Shadows. On Twitter, we are Tales Shadows. On Instagram, we are Tales from the Shadows. And on Facebook, we're also Tales from the Shadows. Yeah, it gets confusing. Mm. Branding. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So guys, please do get in contact with us. Tell us your thoughts, your feedbacks. If you have any ideas for themes. Themes, stories you like. Yeah, Yeah. we'd love ideas. And yeah. Keep listening. Keep listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.